Hey family, it's Shana Berkeley of The Prayer Podcast here today to um, say another prayer. And I'll try to post these on Tuesdays as much as I can. But today we are praying from 1 Peter 5 and the verse is 8 through 11. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you are good. You never left us and that you're giving us right now as we even under the sound of my voice, God, myself and anyone who's listening has peace that surpasses all understanding that they're able to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and the worries and the cares and the adulting and the confusion and the work and the kids and the relationship and the lack of relationship and the weather and the family and the loneliness and the mental health and the physical health and the emotional distress and the childhood traumas and the PTSD and the unsure of the future and the fear of the past and the unknown of the present and the coronavirus and the international affairs and all the things, God. We lay it at your feet. We take it off of ourselves the way that we would take off a wet jacket after coming into the house from a rainstorm. We take it off the way that we would take off our sunglasses or a hat that is easy, it's natural. We place it down without a second thought. But unlike those things, that we don't pick these things back up, but instead we see them to you. We send them to you. We see that they're in a safe space, a place that is loved and cared about more than we ever could love and care about our family, our friends, ourselves, our financial futures, our anything. That the love that you have is all-encompassing, all-engulfing. Frankly, our minds would explode trying to comprehend it, so we don't. We just say all to thee, our precious Savior. I surrender all. I have those hands open. Only to receive good, only to receive God. I only close them when they are good, positive, powerful, godly things. And I don't even flinch. I let it roll off my palms if it's anything other than. But God, I had a friend today who reminded me, and I'm grateful for her discernment to say that the things that are happening in my life for me at least I don't know about the person under the sound of my voice but for me it's easy to forget about the devil I know that sounds crazy but when things happen especially small things car not starting somebody frustrating at work you didn't get something that you wanted you don't have something that you needed money issues just inconveniences, you know, things that feel small. It's not monumental. It's just enough to perturb you or enough to 
make you cry, enough to make you weak in the knees, enough to make you want to not be vulnerable, enough to make you want to not share the gospel, enough to make you want to retreat in thought, word, or deed. She reminded me that that is also a trick of the enemy who is a roaring, a prowling lion. He's looking around to see who he can devour. And sometimes that devour is not one big blow. It's not a negative doctor's report. It's not the death of a loved one. It's not the loss of of anything. It's not an earthquake or a natural disaster or it's not big. Sometimes it's just a small bite that devouring feels like, ow. Ow, that was unexpected. That was hurtful. That was uncalled for. That put me back a little bit. And I'm reminded that those things, if we're not careful, we can attribute to God or learning a lesson or being a, whatever these little colloquialisms are. And that we and we won't rebuke the enemy when he's in our face. We won't rebuke the enemy. When he is out of line, when he is in our business, when he's not in the pits of hell where he belongs, we won't bind him on earth the same way that he can be bound in heaven. We won't use our God-given passion, our God-given talent, our God-given wisdom, our God-given discernment, our God-given power. Thank you, Holy Spirit, to say, no, 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 devil, I see you. I'm acknowledging you. Take your hand off. We wait till someone is a full-blown addict. Not the first time we find out, oh, they're they doing something they shouldn't do, or they're sneaking alcohol, or they're sneaking out the house, or boys will be boys, or we we giving these small passes. But when it becomes a, a mountain, then we want to rebuke it and speak to it, and, and there's power in that as well. But, Lord, help us to see when the enemy just is doing just enough to irk us, just enough to be meddling. Just enough to break our hearts and break our spirits. Just enough to make us feel overwhelmed and overworked and unsure and self-conscious and lack of confidence and just tired. That's when we bind the enemy. That's before we even get there. But we won't wait until he's wreaked havoc on our families and wreaked havoc on our finances and wreaked havoc on our friendships and wreaked havoc on our marriages and wreaked havoc on our self-esteem and wreaked havoc at work. We won't wait until he has hit that thing over and over and over and over and over again where we really feel like, oh man, that's the final blow. We will, we will say, "Mm mm-mm, devil, I see you trying to be like the serpent like you were in the garden, trying to sneak in there just ever so quietly and maybe plant a seed of doubt and letting that thing grow in places that is hidden. God, right now, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, uncover the seeds that the enemy has planted. Uncover the places in our hearts where we feel like we don't deserve big love or we won't ask for the promotion or we won't tell what's really bothering us. Or we won't cut off that family member when they're toxic in our lives. Or we won't move out of that small town. Or we won't grow. Or we won't change. And we won't, we won't, we won't. He's planted these seeds that felt small. 
But now they're like a weight around our ankle that we just can't shake. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Devil, we see you, Lord. Every time the devil moves, shine a spotlight on it, Lord. And before we have to undo what he has done and go through all the pruning process, we won't even allow him to be a part of our lives, God, because what we do want is a divine pruning, a necessary pruning, a pruning of us to make us better. But what we don't want, is to have to undo the seeds of the enemy because no good thing comes from the devil. The Bible reminds us that all things can work together, but some things are unnecessary. And those are the things right now, God, we're asking you to bind up, uncover, glory to your name, make clear, and replace with the thing of you. Holy Spirit, activate right now, Lord. <laughs> Oh, man, that came up naturally, actually. <laughs> You're funny, Lord. God, I'm, I feel like right now I'm speaking the words of my heart. And it doesn't really feel eloquent. And it doesn't really feel like a complete sentence. And it doesn't really feel finished. But it feels real. And it feels honest. And it feels vulnerable. And that is who I want to be before you, Lord. And that is who I want to be with in conjunction with the person listening in their car, in their bathroom, in their bedroom, in their kitchen, at work, in the hallway, walking, taking a walk, working out, or in their prayer closet and everywhere in between, God. I want us to say that we don't have to be perfect or polished or anything. That you interpret our moans and groans and that we can be halfway, almost not quite yet. And it still is beautiful and worthy unto you. So I don't know about anybody else, God, but I know about me. Shana, hello, over here. I'm laying it down. I'm asking for your help. I'm saying I am not interested in feeling lonely. I am not interested in feeling overwhelmed. I'm not interested in feeling not enough. I'm not interested in feeling anything but loved and beloved, but worthy and brave and courageous and kind and generous and forgiving and worthy of forgiveness. I had a friend today tell me that I was an inspiration and I received that. And God, I, I put that out to other people that they are an inspiration. And it's not because they got it out the mud. And it's not because they raised the NBA player that they're making six and seven figures. It's not because social media verified them or anything other than the fact that they woke up today. And they're doing the best they can to be unto you. And that they know that their best is nowhere near good enough. But you are able to keep us from falling and stumbling. That you love us as much as you've loved anybody ever created. And that that love stretches far and that love stretches wide and that love goes deeply. What a miracle, what a gift, what a love, what a life, God. And God, for some reason, I don't even know if it goes with the theme of what we're talking about here or the scripture, but I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking 
so heavily of those who have lost a loved one, more specifically the, the, um, was it Miss USA? Her name is Crystal something. I'm her mom is on my heart heavy. I don't know her. I've never met her. I frankly wouldn't know how her mom looked if she walked right in front of me, but the older I get, the more I know, I know sadness. I know, I know gray skies and the amount of sadness and gray skies she has is only devoured by the level of grief and heartbrokenness and frankly probably just brokenness and that I don't know. So God, be with her in those deep, dark, lonely, engulfing moments. Let her know you not in in theory, but in actuality. Let your presence be just as palpable as it has ever been. I'm reminded that the disciples saw you and saw the nails in your hand and I'm, I understand that that was for a moment and you had to ascend so the Holy Spirit could come. I get it. But I just believe that there is something you can do for her to let her know you're closer than a breath in her body. And that hole of grief may be deep, but the love of God is deeper. And you cried a single time in the Bible. And it was not because you were powerless over the grief that the community was feeling. Frankly, you were going to raise Lazarus anyway, but you wept. Because the people that you love wept. You wept because the sorrow and loss filled the room. Like the train filled the the temple that time in the Bible and I I know you God I know you I know you can help her God so we're sending our heart and our love and our thoughts and our prayers and the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us in her direction let her feel it God let her feel like a whole nation of people an army of people Stand with her because we do. Cry with her because we do. Long with her because we do. Weep with her because we do. There's a lost art of loving those who feel great loss. Help us to know how to do that well. And let that also transfer to those that we do know personally in our jobs and our friendships and our Facebook pages and our communities and our families and friends that have had similar great losses. That we can extend all that energy we just sent to a stranger. That we can double that to a neighbor. That is the love of God personified. And when it comes back to us, all the more, God, because you are good, you are faithful, 
your friend. And frankly, none of this catches you by surprise. And I take comfort in that. So we are reminded that even though our enemy wants to attack us and we will not be blind to the attacks of the enemy, we will also not give him more space or grace or power than he actually has. Instead, we will use the power of our God, King Jesus, against him and put him back in his place. That he has no place for us. And the only pruning we receive is a pruning from our good, good father who loves and beloves us deeply, truly, wholeheartedly without limits or boundaries or conditions. What a gift it is to be the child of the Most High. And help us to know what that looks like and act upon that unto one another. I pray for those who maybe I didn't say a thing that they were feeling, but their Holy Spirit is riled anyway, God. That they are comforted by your Spirit. And if someone is listening to this and they're questioning salvation, how would they be saved? How can they be saved? I thank you right now that somebody will step in and help them in their community their local body, that everyone that we know, don't know, love, don't love, will be in the kingdom together. In your name we pray. Amen. Talk to y'all next week.